Hello, everybody. On today's episode of the Loose Change Podcast, the guys give their two cents on the Super Bowl, preview the matchups, give their predictions, some winning bets, and a Super Bowl food draft. Hello, Loosers, and welcome to the Super Bowl preview edition of the Loose Change Podcast. This is your host, Tyler Two Cents. Fly, Eagles, fly. My co-hosts, Kyle and Dan, are here to preview how the Eagles are about to dominate the Chiefs here. How pumped am I, eh? Look at me all decked out. For those that can't see me wearing my Eagles shit, Eagles hat, Eagles jock. I have a jock on right now. I'm ready to go. Must be a big jock. Just a little excited. I am an Eagles fan. I'm ready to, for them to put me in the game if they need me. Did you That's get a big dick Eagles to sign your jock or what? Imagine. No. If I got yeah. him to sign my jock, I would I maybe pass out. That might be the uh, – why is, like, this whole eBay thing going around of Tom Brady, his retirement sand? You see that? People oh are bottling up God. his retirement sand and selling it for, like, 100K on eBay. What is – Big Dick Nick Foles jockstrap going for from that Super Bowl MVP <laughs> performance. That's got to be yeah, up there. It's not for sale. That's going in the Hall of Fame. Oh my God. Put it. that in the hall. That's such a good Yeah. Dream. You got to pay for a transport truck to ship that shit. Or they got to like, weld a whole it to the statue. It. They got to <laughs> weld it to the Philly special statue. Holy fuck. Oh man. Yeah, but it's the Super Bowl special, baby. It's the Philly special. I'm so excited for this game. Gonna and... try out for the practice squad next year, Tyler? We'll see how it goes. I like how the broadcasting thing is going. We're reaching almost millions of viewers, give or take. So I might just keep this going first. I mean, we're reaching people from Australia to Berlin. I mean, Brussels, Belgium is our number three listener in all of the world. What up, Brussels? Brussels. Shout out Brussels, Belgium. You have to go on vacation there next summer. Yeah. Have some beers with the viewers. First ever live episode in Belgium coming up. On today's podcast, I'd love to get towards um, some Super Bowl foods. Maybe we'll talk some worldly foods, but mostly Super Bowl foods are American. And we'll get into that a little bit later. Maybe do a little Super Bowl food draft. I want to talk bets a little bit later on because there's definitely money to be made. Hales never fails, for example. But first, let's just get into the game. Let's get into the sauce. Before we talk halftime show, which is going to be a banger, let's talk about this game and why I think it might be going into the game the best Super Bowl we've we've seen in like 10 years. This game is one point on the sports books. They've got two of the best teams in the league, literally the number one seed from either side. I don't think we could have seen a better Super Bowl in hindsight. Do you think, Kyle? No, like this is the matchup that before we got into playoffs, I think a lot of us wanted to see. Um, like you have mm. the best team from each conference duking it out. And like sometimes you see like that nine and eight team that like gets by by the skin of their teeth in a couple playoff games and makes it to the Super Bowl, which is great. Like I love the underdog story, but there's just something special about knowing that you're watching the two best teams in football this season going head to head. And you know that whoever wins rightfully deserve that after a spectacular season 
Yeah, something special about having the two number one seeds. Like, it doesn't happen in many sports in the playoffs. That's what the playoffs are, right? On any given yeah. Sunday. But it really feels like these are the two top teams. And they had the two top MVP quarterbacks playing each other. You know what I mean? They have two of the top three offenses going against each other. Two amazing defenses. We'll break it all down positionally, but across the board, these are the two best teams in the league. And I want to start it at quarterback with these MVPs. Hertz has really solidified himself into the conversation as like maybe a top five quarterback in the NFL moving forward. Mahomes has put himself into the new GOAT conversation with Brady retiring. Who has the advantage between the two positions going into this game, taking into their injuries, taking into their season, taking in everything. Dan, at quarterback, who has the advantage? I'd say slightly leaning towards the Chiefs, the Mahomes here, Patrick Mahomes. Uh, a lot of that, I think, has to do with uh, just the rapport him and Handy Reid have with each other. They've just had a little bit more time with each other, I believe, right, than him and Jalen Hurts. Oh, yeah. And... Uh, <clears throat> And, uh, the, yeah, they've just uh, built a good relationship. They both know the offense well and how the Chiefs like to run their offense. And I think that could just – they're a little bit more comfortable. They've been in these situations before as well. I like to kind of – I really lean towards experience, uh, I think, in these situations, and they have the experience and – uh the longer relationship with each other <laughs> yeah and that's one thing dan that if i had a normal 24 year old quarterback i'd be nervous as an eagles fan but i was just watching his press conference before we got on this podcast this guy is cool calm and collected as he has been throughout the entire year putting up this mvp season he's lost once all year he, and he's ready for this game. I think if there was any young quarterback with that killer instinct, it is Hurts. So, yeah, I, I agree that mentally and experience, Mahomes has the advantage there. But it's cool to see that Hurts is almost right there behind him. I feel as though without swagger, experience, yeah. he has that swagger. Totally. Yeah. No, it's good to, it's good to see Hurts' confidence for sure. At quarterback, Kyle, you agree that Chiefs have the little bit of advantage. I'll admit that I think Mahomes is the better quarterback. So I'll give the Chiefs myself, even as an Eagles fan, the slight advantage overall. But in one game, especially this season, I think Hurts has been the better player. So it's really hard to tell. I think I almost have them smack even uh, for a couple of different things like Mahomes has the experience, has the familiarity. He's been here before. He's done it before. Um, but what I really love about the presence that Hertz brings to the Eagles is his versatility. And I don't think that we talk about that enough when we look at like some of these amazing offenses that have made it this far and then get shut down in the last game of the season. They put up seven, ten points um, because – they can't adjust to the defense's game plan. And I think that the 
skill set that Hertz provides to the Eagles gives them the flexibility to change their game plan on the fly if needed. Like I was watching, it was just like an interview with George Karlaftis and he was talking about how they were able to essentially close the A and B gaps on Burrow to prevent him from stepping up in the pocket and watching that game. Like you could tell he was uncomfortable because he wasn't able to do that. He didn't have that space to step up. So I don't think that Hertz has that Achilles heel in the sense that like, he can beat you as a pocket passer. He can beat you in that RPO game. You have to kind of pick your poison. Um, he can run it inside, outside. You know, it's not like he's a tiny guy that's worried about running in between the guard and tackle, um, but he's also fast enough to take the ball outside. So I think that the versatility puts him on a level playing field with Mahomes in my eyes. Um, and Mahomes' injury is something that I understand he played extremely well given his ankle injury uh, against the Bengals, but he did not have the same level of mobility and he's going against a much stronger front seven, in my opinion. Yeah. And Eagles court, the Eagles quarterback, Jalen hurts also is dealing with an injury, but he doesn't have to deal with the Eagles D line and Mahomes yes. does. And I trust the Eagles O line who is getting healthier Looks like all five of their O-linemen should start the game, hopefully finish the game. Fingers crossed, knock on wood. Um, I think he'll be better protected, Jalen Hurts, that is. And Mahomes, with that ankle, and just being a less mobile quarterback in general, kind of leans in the Eagles' favor as far as matchup goes. Yeah, and that's where, like, typically I think I would have Mahomes ahead, but... Um, Hertz versatility gives some kind of a bit of a one up and Mahomes injury brings him down a notch for me just because I think mobility is going to be key in this matchup and we've yet to see how mobile Mahomes is going to be in this game he obviously wasn't you know a statue against the Bengals but there was also times where it looked like he could maybe take off or step up in the pocket and he wasn't so I, I really think that the Eagles D line is going to give him a bit of trouble. And obviously he's going to produce something because he's Mahomes. I just think that it's a little bit more of a level playing field because of it. Yeah. And you know what? Maybe I should phrase the question better. Like who in this breakdown moving forward. And this is why I'm changing my answer for my pregame notes from Mahomes to now I'm picking Jalen hurts as my advantage. Cause the advantage is in this game versus the chiefs. Mahomes versus the Eagles. Like, that's what we have to talk about. And yeah. I'm throwing experience out, which is a fair point you made, Dan. But in my pick, I'm taking Jalen Hurts. I think he's going to have a better game on Sunday. Anyways, at wide receiver, I'd love... And let's just make it the receiving options. Let's include tight ends. I'd love to discuss the Chiefs side and the Eagles side. The Eagles side is pretty secure. A.J. Brown, Devonta Smith, De Dallas Goddard, one of the best receiving crews in the NFL. The Chiefs are low-key good, though, too. They have Travis Kelsey, the best tight end in the league, an amazing pass catcher, always up there in total players with yards, touchdowns. He's there. So is Kadarius Toney. He's looking like he's going to play. He's been playing through injuries. Hopefully he can play, but reports say he has a huge package ready for him to go. And he, when he's on the field, Kyle, he looks so electric. So you got him, Juju's mm -hmm. back, and Juju is very important to this offense. The only person with 700 yards receiving on this team besides Kelsey. How do we feel about the Chiefs? It feels though they're getting disrespected with their receiving options. I don't think they're as bad as people say. 
I think if you have to pick one, like obviously I'm going to take the Eagles just from a pure talent perspective, but um, I love what the Chiefs drop offensively uh, scheme wise. Like, you know, obviously Travis Kelsey is a game breaker. Um, he's a huge factor against the uh, Eagles defense. That's realistically like that's their weak point in my eyes is against the tight end. So I think he's going to have a big game. Um Tony, like, I know I've heard rumors that he's going to be factored in a lot, but, like, you saw them get him the ball pretty early on in the Bengals game, and then he got hurt. And it was yeah. like, you know, his problem isn't his talent, it's his availability. So if Tony plays the whole game, I do think that he's going to be a factor. Um, but another receiving option that we have to look at is someone like Jarek McKinnon, who you know, in these situations where I'm expecting a lot of pressure on Mahomes, where he's going to lack mobility, he's going to be looking for those short dump off passes, um, especially with the Eagles secondary uh, on players like uh, Juju and Kadarius Tony. So I think that you have to factor him in that receiving weapons conversation and they're definitely getting disrespected. Yeah, Dan, they're getting disrespected, but you still, you'd vote Chiefs. Uh, sorry, you'd vote Eagles as the advantage as far as receiving options go, right? Uh, yeah, for sure. The Eagles have really proved, I think, they have one of the best one-two wide receiver combinations in the league this year. Uh, <clears throat> I'd say the AJ best. Brown. Oh, yeah, AJ Brown in, and maybe oh. in Miami. And I, I as a as a Bengals fan, I would also argue we have the best Fair wide receiver yeah, as yeah, well, but. Uh, <laughs> Focusing on the Eagles, Eagles here. Fan, uh, so sad. Yes. Uh, yeah, I have to stay, I have to give them some shine while I still can. Uh, yeah, but A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, super consistent all year. Uh, probably two of your most reliable wide receivers you, you could have really this year. Uh, yeah, so they're definitely number one. I agree with you, though, as well. I think the Chiefs have a low-key good wide receiver room. Uh, I was really skeptical of their wide receiver room at the beginning of the season. And they, they've got the job done really. They haven't been flashy, but look at the record. They've obviously done enough to put points up on the board and help their team win football games. Uh, and really now in the playoffs, it looks like their trades are paying off because Kelsey demands so much attention when he's on the field and, but when the ball's going to be moving through the air, you got to think it's going to Kelsey. So that frees up space for a lot of talented young wide receivers to catch the ball, make some space and one-on-one coverage when they're probably doubling Kelsey. Uh, so yeah, though, I'd say Philly has the best wide receiver room in this matchup, but got to still keep in mind how good the Chiefs wide receiver room actually is. I wonder I how the to, like, game's going to go. That's really what matters to me. Yeah. We have to look at um, the same way we did the QBs, though. Like, I think the Eagles wide receiver room also matches up way better against the Chiefs defense yeah. than the Chiefs receiving room matches up against the Eagles. Um, we've right. yet to see what the Eagles game plan is for Kelsey, but given the fact that they have players like Darius Slay, um, and James Bradbury on the outside, I mean, you have that option of just basically having someone like CJ Gardner Johnson shadowing Kelsey most of the night. 
So that's yet to be seen if that's what's going to happen. If I'm a defensive coordinator, that's probably where I'm going with it, or I'm at least trying to double Kelsey. And I don't think that that frees up that much on that defense because you have the manpower to play man-to-man against this Chiefs wide receiver room. Yeah, and Avanta Maddox looks like he's going to be playing. He's a big part of this defense too. If you put Avanta Maddox on him and double Kelsey the whole time with like a CJGJ and let Darius Slay and James Bradbury handle the MVSs and the Jujus of the world one-on-one, I think you're right. The Eagles in this position as well dominate this matchup as far as defensively their corners can handle the Chiefs wide receiver room and offensively i don't trust anyone on the chiefs team to stop devonta smith let alone aj fucking brown and that's the thing i'd say in a super bowl matchup you have to do that double kelsey scenario and you have to get your corners and safeties to make plays on the receivers as so to make sure that kelsey's not the one making the plays you have to leave it up to the the guys that aren't expected to and try and beat them in those chances that you have more of a a chance to beat them in those matchups. Yeah. I, I think I, someone like MVS is an X factor in this game. Yeah. Yeah, really. Okay. Well, I agree I mean, with that. It, if Same he goes out and has well. a big game, he had a hundred yards as well. Game. MBS yeah, did. so it's like, look at what MBS did against the Bengals. Like, yeah. that's the production that you need from that position. Like, Obviously, Kelsey's going to get his share. This is a team that, like, I mean, we've seen them run the ball somewhat effectively with Pacheco, but I don't expect them to come out and run the ball 30 times. Like, we know Mahomes is going to pass this ball probably 35 to 40 times in this matchup. So someone has to catch those passes. And if MBS is finding ways to make himself available and open, that's going to be a huge difference maker on that offense. Yeah, and you know who scored a touchdown? Um, in the third quarter for to put the Eagles up in their last Super Bowl, Torrey Smith. You know who led the game in yards? Corey Clement. It could be anyone. It's the Super Bowl. Yeah, you know be, what I mean? Yeah. It could be anyone. It could be Zach Pascal for all I know. But I have a funny, funny, like hilarious feeling that it's going to be Dallas Goddard coming big. Like, I think it could be his MVP run out this is my league i'm the best tight end in the game type of game he's so good that one-ended catch and touchdown run was insane and if you just gave him 10 targets i'm telling you there's 100 yards coming out of it i think dallas goddard is underutilized in this offense because we don't have to use him he's a luxury we don't have to we have aj devonta smith and this amazing run game but if the chiefs go up which I think the Chiefs need to go up if they want to win this game because the Eagles can run the shit out of the ball. If the Chiefs go up and the Eagles need to pass a bit more, look for Dallas Goddard to have a huge game. You heard it here first from the Philly fan that's always right when it comes to Eagles player props. My my concern with Goddard in this one is that I think that if you start targeting Goddard over the middle of this defense that's in my opinion kansas city's strength like nick bolton and willie gay have been fantastic so i would personally be looking for those outside wide receivers to have a big game um but i mean it's realistic that goddard gets factored into the short game as well and it's not over the middle passes like 
we saw him get factored a lot into not so much like the screen game, but like short dump off game and just let him go out and get yards on his own. So, but yeah. that's not something I would personally be going after. Fair enough. And if you're looking at my money, my money is saying Devonta Smith touchdown. I was just scrolling through my parlays before the show. That. And I forgot that I had like a hundred dollars worth of parlays that all include like Devonta Smith touchdown. So that better happen. <laughs> Anyways, my boys, my boys gonna come through. I love let's keep, Smith. let's finish off this um this breakdown positionally and move on to the running game and also transition to the o-line with that i think the eagles have the better run game but i'm a big fan of pacheco you've been saying that he runs like tyree kill all season long kyle and i'm really starting yeah. to see it you know it's just it's almost like marshawn lynch running too where it's just feet in the ground feet in the ground you're tackling him yeah. and he's, he gets another six steps off and still pushes his way yeah. you know what i mean yeah i think i heard yeah. someone say like you want to pissed off someone who runs like they're pissed off and pacheco runs like he's pissed off that's a good way to and put it 100 percent. yeah he's, yeah, he's I, just I, really fun to watch i i love the way that pacheco runs um he's realistically a huge factor in this game too because like you said tyler i think that the chiefs do need to get at least somewhat of a lead early or be in control of possession of this game or else it's going to get out of hand um so if the chiefs do take a lead pacheco is going to have a huge role in this game yeah and the reality is they don't have the depth at the rb position that the eagles do they can't go and swap out for Boston Scott or Kenneth Gainwell, who you realistically trust to go in and get those yards. Right. You've got Pacheco, who's your north-south runner. You've got McKinnon, who's your uh, realistically pass blocker slash pass catching back and more of a relief type back. Like he, He's not going to be a guy that gets 20 carries. And then there's um, CH, who's coming off of IR, but not really. So like we haven't seen anything from CEH. So like how confident are you going out and giving him a ton of carries in the biggest game of the year? So I'm not I mean, sure if he'll make the roster come game day. So yeah, like there's obviously going to be a third running back active. I think you still take CEH off with two weeks of preparation over someone like Ronald Jones or Melvin. If he's Gordon, good to go, I'm just saying that injury is tough to come yeah. back from. Yeah. And it's possible that they activated him off IR just to have the, possibility of bringing him back for the game and then they say no he's not good but we got to remember it's been two weeks so i think that he will be active in this one i just don't think that i trust him enough to step in and get you know 10 to 15 carries so pacheco's their guy he's their workhorse he's got to get it done he's got to control the ball too like you can't be fumbling the ball Mm -mm. um nerves are a big part in this game right so yeah, and I just wanted to highlight Pacheco before we got to the meat and potatoes, which is the Eagles' run game. And I think because of what I said earlier, the Chiefs do need to get ahead because this run game, I think, can defeat the Chiefs. Even though the Chiefs had a top-10 run de- run defense during the regular season, they are not used to playing Jalen Hurts at quarterback which is a part of your run game. And you have to factor that in. Yes. Miles Sanders had a career year, 11 touchdowns in the regular season, 1,269 yards, averaging almost five yards a a rush. And behind them, there's Kenneth Gainwell and Boston Scott. Yeah. Shout out to the Eagles run game. They used to get kind of disrespected (laughs) 
and this year they kind of came through with a big year i thought yeah miles sanders especially got disrespected in the past but moving forward i think everyone is in love with this run game and you gotta credit where credit is due jason kelsey at center jordan Malata at left tackle those guards dickerson and samalo are big big boys and lane johnson is going to be playing through that abductor tear he's grabbing his groin after every play he is an absolute dog he's been toughing it out all playoffs man he really if you could give like a gold medal to someone for no reason in the playoffs that guy deserves a gold medal he has really been given it and i love that and the chiefs o-line is good don't give me don't give me any shade for saying that they're not good because they are they're good they're not Philadelphia Eagles good, baby. Fly, Eagles, fly. Best O-line in the league. Best run game in the league. Watch out for it this Sunday. Yeah, that's yeah, where a lot like, of their success comes from on the offense, I think, is just how good that O-line is. Yeah. Both sides of the ball, like the trenches in Philadelphia yeah. are what make them one of the best teams in the league for me. And, and let's talk about I, that I, side of it. Yeah, like I look at the Chiefs O-line, and I don't look at them as – a mover of mountains like they're not this team that's pushing the d-line back definitely not the philadelphia d-line because we have to look at matchups too like they're not pushing that line back three yards for first contact um but i look at the eagles offensive line and yeah they're gonna have their hands full with players like carl loftus and chris jones but I mean, they're they're the best offensive line in the league to me. I mean, you can make the argument for oh, the Lions course. having the because they have to sneak their way into this podcast. They could every single um, episode they do it. It's you, amazing. you can have you can make the argument up there, but for the one two spot. But outside of that, like I don't think that there's competition there. Just based on how well they run the ball, the gaps that they create, the flexibility they have scheme wise. Like you're watching these guys pull. You're seeing players like Kelsey who can, you know, go out and block two guys on one play. Right. Um, so <laughs> I, I think that that's another really big factor in this run game. And it doesn't matter who's running the ball. It could be Hurst. It could be Sanders. It could be Boston Scott, Kenneth Gainwell. And I think they're all going to see a healthy amount of yardage before first contact, which is going to be big. Yeah. And you're highlighting the O-line and from run defense, right to pass defense, the pass rush for the Eagles Josh Sweat coming at you. Fletch Cox down the middle, eating up some people. Then Hassan Reddick have a one-on-one on the outside. Not to mention there's Brandon Graham, Linval Joseph. Oh, we also have Dominican Sue if we need coming off the bench. Like this Eagles front seven, there's nothing the Chiefs can do or will do this Sunday against it. A lot of people take are taking um, under on the five and a half sacks total. If you can find an Eagles sack, I think the Eagles are going to get Mahomes at least three times, probably more than that. Yeah, it, it's tough because, like, you got to factor in Mahomes' magic, I think. <laughs> like, there's so often that you see. That in. It, well, it exactly. has to be done, though. It's such an unknown, yeah, right? But you do have to because there's so often that the pocket's collapsing and. 30 quarterbacks in the league that leads to a sack. Right. But Mahomes but yeah, finds some way to do some bullshit underhand throw. Ah, <laughs> oh, so like true. Yards so fucking annoyed on Sunday, Kyle. <laughs> like, it's just one of those things where, like, unfortunately, you do have to try to factor it in somehow. But um, I-, I love what the Eagles have done in terms of building their depth on the defensive line because you're constantly going to have fresh, big bodies 
plugging up the middle, which is going to allow players like Sweat and Redick to just make their presence known off the edge and collapse the pocket. Yeah, yeah I really think the fate of this game lies on the shoulders of Mahomes' performance against the Eagles' defense this weekend because he, the defense is like fantastic top to bottom, lots of depth, um, and he is a little bit banged up. And I think like in the AFC Championship game, the Bengals showed that you can get stops against this offense, at least with Mahomes a little bit hurt. Uh, Because the defense was keeping the Bengals in the game. It was kind of more the offense that failed, I thought. Uh, So if the Eagles can get stops and, like you said, Kyle, it could get out of control if the Chiefs can't maintain ball control and get some sort of lead going. And that's why I think the run game will also be important against the Chiefs defense. I've thought in a lot of these playoff matchups, the run game will be important. And... I think uh, it'll be very important in the Super Bowl as well because you need to establish some kind of run game for your offense to be successful. And against that tough of a a defense that the Eagles have, I think the Chiefs will really need to get some kind of ball movement going with Pacheco and the other running backs to kind of alleviate the pressure off of Mahomes. And let's be clear, like the – the Chiefs are not ever going to be out of this game. Like we talk about, they need to get ahead um, and establish control of the ball. Like obviously that's best case scenario for them, but you know, we can't just discount the Chiefs coming back from being down to 14, nothing 21, simply because you have more on the other side. It literally like, I don't care. This is, this isn't a game that you're turning off in the third quarter. If the Eagles have a big lead, because it's going right down to the wire 100% because of the quarterback in Kansas city. So, I mean, it's going to be a fantastic game either way, but the highest percentage chance of the Chiefs winning this game is being within a one-possession game and, like you said, Dan, establishing that run game and keeping the Eagles' defense guessing. Like, you're already going against the best defense, in my eyes, in the league, and, like, you can't, they can't know what you're doing. Like, if they know that you're down... 21 nothing and you're gonna pass every single play you're screwed like you have to establish some form of a run game just so that they are not suddenly just like pinning their ears back on the pass rush you know players like slay and bradbury and gardner johnson aren't just automatically assuming pass they have to still make that read and give you that extra half second to a second yeah and i think the chiefs are that type of team that can uh keep the Eagles defense guessing because they are very creative. I I think Andy Reid is like, and the OC are like two of the most creative guys in the NFL when it comes to offensive play calling. So I think that they do have the opportunity to keep the Eagles on their toes for sure. All right. So I feel so we've been predicting and well, previewing for the most part, the last like half hour. Now let's do some predicting and Let's do a little quick fun exercise in a minute or less. I got a timer on the side going. Kyle, give me your predictions for the game. You can walk me from the start to the finish. Give me a score. How does the game end? Go ahead. Uh, I'm anticipating it's going to be probably about a three point game going into halftime. I think we're going to see a subpar stats wise game from Jalen Hurts because I think that you're going to see a lot of um other players factoring into that 
offensive game plan uh, to mm-hmm. start the game off. Uh, I think that in my eyes is probably like a 14 to 10 game going into half for the Eagles. And I think that Mahomes is going to be able to get it done. I think that like he's going to keep this a really close game. I think Kelsey's going to have a big game. Um, but then ultimately, I think Jalen Hurts becomes an X factor in the second half. He's going to start to step up more. That's where he's going to get his anytime touchdown. Um, yes, and sir. I'm calling uh, 28-17 Eagles. Okay, so Mahomes keeps it close in the fourth quarter. The Eagles pull away type of thing. Yes, sir. Wow, I love it. Yeah, and that was about 50 seconds. So, Dan, we'll do an, a new exercise. One minute. Give me your predictions on the game. Go ahead. Is that yeah? So I'll start off with a score. I think it's going to be a little bit more balls to the wall. I'm going uh, 37-28 for the Eagles. Woo! Uh, okay. I I think uh, that's still like double digit wins for both you guys. You're picking that. Yeah, I think the uh, the Chiefs are going to start taking risks when they fall behind, and it might bite them in the butt, and then the Eagles will not lay off the gas and just keep putting points up on the board. And Mahomes will continue to score, but I think the Eagles will create a comfortable enough gap here. Um, Because, yeah, I think the Chiefs showed a hint of weakness last week in a game against the Bengals because I didn't think the Bengals played that well. and They didn't, no. Yeah, so, and that's the thing. It was still a close game, so I think the Eagles are a well-oiled machine and have the chance to kind of one minute steamroll them with a double digit <laughs> victory. <laughs> uh, I totally agree with you. I think they are going to win by double digits and I'll start my minute by saying this. Jalen hurts is scoring a touchdown. That's 100% happening. Kyle at some point, Devonta Smith is also going to score a touchdown at some point. Miles Sanders is going to score a touchdown. And the new guy, the new kid on the block, A.J. Brown, is also going to score a touchdown. I like the over in this game. I think it's going to be high scoring. The last Eagles Super Bowl win, it was 41-33. I think this game, it's going to look very similar score-wise. I think the Eagles win 41-33, exact same score as they did five years ago. And instead of Tom Brady, the goat, they beat the new goat, Patrick Mahomes, and the (laughs) Eagles celebrate. Fly, Eagles, fly. Oh, man, I am pumped for this game. 41-33, birds. Go, birds. Go, birds. Fly, Eagles, fly. E-A-G-L-E-S. Eagles, Eagles, Eagles. Okay, Um, and then moving on. Bets for the game. We've gotten into it. Plus 100 for the rushing touchdown of Jalen Hurts. In 15 games in the regular season, he scored 13 touchdowns as a quarterback. Only Cam Newton and Jalen Hurts do this shit. He also scored in both the playoff games. I've been listening to his press conferences. He's an absolute killer. Jalen Hurts touchdown is my lock of the game, along with Eagles money line. Devonta Smith touchdown also feel really good about that. Do you guys have any bets? I have a couple that I like. Um, I'm I'm looking at the line on Patrick Mahomes rushing yards. It's currently sitting at 19 and a half on bet 365. And I would be looking at the under there 
just because, again, I expect this D-line to contain an already limited Mahomes on the ground, and I think that he's going to be reluctant to take off. So I'm I'm comfortable taking the under there. Obviously, it's not a huge line. I just don't expect Mahomes to have space to take off or realistically the want to run on that ankle. Um, I also love the over on Kadarius Tony's receiving yards on bet 365 it's at 28 and a half obviously do your due yeah, diligence I like that. but like i mean we've heard all these rumors about how he's going to be factored in um this isn't something i'm putting my whole bankroll on because obviously he could hurt his hamstring yeah. in the first quarter like he does every game but if he stays healthy i think that it's something that you can add to a parlay without a doubt um because I do think that he's going to have a big role in this game if he's healthy. Yeah, I agree with that. And let's be real. The Chiefs, if they if the Chiefs win this game or stay competitive in this game, it's through the air. Like, yes, the run game is going to be a compliment, but Pacheco's not coming out and rushing for 150 yards on the ground. Like, you already know that's not happening. So someone's going to catch the ball. Um, I look at tony as he's probably going to have that short game matchup he's going to have uh space across the middle of the field kelsey's going to open that up for him i think that he's really fast and shifty against someone like maddox that's probably playing in the slot and i just i'm comfortable with that line how about you dan any winning bets coming up oh and by the way i have 50 bucks on tails i think every loose change listener right now should go put 50 bucks on I tails. Agree. what i what color is the gatorade tails i've been taking tails since before i hit puberty man and it's never changed i always dan if tails. you don't tweet that right <laughs> now, been a profitable two years God. for you dan <laughs> so yeah um the gatorade color that was interesting i put 30 dollars this morning on yellow green slash lemon lime yes. I love at, it at plus one seventy five. Um, it's the Ooh, favorite. Really like it's it. it goes that then orange and then blue and then like a clear slash water and then it's purple at like a very low odd of like one in nine chance. I'm I'm What's taking the red. Favorite. Red is somewhere in the middle there, somewhere past okay. orange. I probably I will, I like to lean red. I think go put your lemon money where your mouth is, is uh, buddy. I'm a lemon lime guy, I, so I'm going lemon lime. lime. You're going red, Kyle. What are you thinking, Dan? Red. I'm liking lemon lime as well. Okay, you, you and me go are going to win some money Eagles. together. I'm excited for Tails that. and lemon lime. Yes, sir. Another another fun one I like, though, as well. And kind of crossing over both the football and the hockey. Loose change podcasts. There we I go. Like, uh, okay. Fan, FanDuel has some really fun TSN specials for the Super Bowl this weekend. Sure. And uh, one of them is first half points. Uh, versus the total number of NHL goals in the on, on February, the day. yeah, on February twelfth, and I believe there's only four or five games. Okay, so, so it's like say that's like about it's twenty three ish for both. Yeah, fourteen fourteen going into halftime. <laughs> that's twenty twenty eight. I could see it covering. Yeah, there's definitely with the Super Bowl. There's so many fun things you have to go take a look at. I also have a a few bucks on Rihanna's first song to be, oh, nah, nah, what's my name? And if she does that. Start with the classic. If she does that, I'm a rich, rich man. 
what was it that we bet on last year? We bet on like the length of the national anthem or something. Yeah, we're, we're just like, there, like, the the yeah, we're just like, <laughs> just, like holding the note at the end. We're like, shut up. Oh my god, each consonant oh, bro, great is ridiculous. Bet. Oh, definitely um, get get creative with your bets. Have fun with it. Like, yeah, exactly. It's the way to go. Um, I'm really hoping Jay Z makes a performance at halftime. Yep. I've seen him like all over the NFL's social media the last couple of days. It's like he seemed to have disappeared and gone dark for like a year, and then all of a sudden, it's like every single post I see is like, "Oh, Jay Z's talking to Kendrick Lamar." Oh. Jay-Z is at the LeBron game. Hmm. It's like, Interesting. he's going to be there. Yeah. They're hyping him up. Yeah. And with it being an Apple Music thing, I could really see Drake coming out as well. I would not be surprised I'm really excited for this halftime show, to be honest. Because last too. year's was really fun. And I think we grew up in the era of Rihanna being at the top of her game. So, dude, I think Rihanna we can all so appreciate a fire performance. It's ridiculous. Oh. Palmer Unless you're like player. a big Rihanna fan, you almost don't realize until you go back and look at her discography. But right. then when you do, you're like, damn, man. And she's, she's got had, like yeah. hype songs. She's hits. got like good songs that are like slow, like Stay. Yeah. If I listen to Stay, I'm getting all emotional and happy. And then I listen to Bitch Better Have My Money and I oh, am ready man. to punch someone in the fucking nose. Run yeah. this town. That doesn't make you feel like a bad bitch. I don't know what does. That song is. I would love to see Kanye come out during Run This Town. Wouldn't the, that the be The funniest electric? thing would be if he comes out and says nothing and he just stands there on the <laughs> stage. That would be very oh, Kanye. Man. That would be and very And that's the Kanye. thing. There's there's bets where it's like he, he has to come out on stage and say something. But what if someone comes out on stage <laughs> oh my and doesn't God. open Can their you mouth? imagine? Right. What if <laughs> he comes out and he's just like, oh. George Bush hates black people. And that's all he says. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I Kanye is such a fucking unpredictable character. Like you just oh my never God. know what's gonna happen. They'd be like, all of a sudden, there's just complete silence in the middle of the halftime show, and you're like, what the fuck's happening? And then they like tweet out, and like Kanye didn't show up. Like, would you be surprised? No. You'd be like, <laughs> you would almost assume there was 20 seconds of silence. That was a Kanye special. Kanye has silence. locked himself in the bathroom. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I'm excited for this halftime yeah. show too, Dan. I think I would not be surprised at all. You heard it here first. Loose Change podcast confirming inside reports Drake and Jay Z both show up. I wouldn't be surprised if we even saw ASAP Rocky, the hubby. Oh, so I'm excited for the halftime show. Um, I'm excited to watch the game in the halftime show with my buds. We're doing a potluck together. Kyle, Dan, me getting together with some of our buddies. Everyone's throwing together some Super Bowl foods, and that's what the Super Bowl is for, right? Having some shout out Loki for the 86 inch TV. Foods. Love you, Loki Tosh. You're the man. But this made me think we're big fantasy draft guys, we're big draft guys in general. We're also big food guys, big Super Bowl food guys. Let's have a Super Bowl oh, food dude. draft. What do you guys think? Let's do it. Three round yeah, snake draft, nothing crazy. It. Make sure when you're building your team that let's just remind some rules. You want a well-balanced team. You don't go drafting two quarterbacks with your first two-round picks. You know what I mean? You can't have three mains like an animal. You need something to munch on in the first quarter. What by you know halfway through the second quarter during halftime, something a bit bigger, and then also something you know just have a good little arrangement in your three. We'll leave drinks out of it. Maybe drinks we can just throw on in the fourth round. Everyone I did a gets snake beer. draft. 
exactly. Yeah, there you go. Thank you. <laughs> we did. I did a snake draft before the thing. It spit out Daniel to go first. I am second. Kyle, you are third. So Dan, you get the first overall pick in the Super Bowl food draft. Who are you taking? Um, I think I got. I gotta go with wings here. Ooh, man, I was gonna take wings. wings with my second. Yes, pick. I knew it. I knew Fuck. it. Wings is That's the classic, pick, man. Yeah. If you and I know it's a, pot, a like high no in wings. demand one, so I had to steal it with the number one pick. There's no way that was falling to you in the second round. I'll tell you that exactly. Yeah, so yeah. I had to take it. No, I chance. like I like the wings pick because that's also any quarter you can have it. Almost everyone outside of vegans and vegetarians will love a good old chicken wing. So many flavors, so versatile, an absolute staple. Oh, if you're feeling generous, grab the vegan wings for the vegans. If you're feeling real generous, if you're feeling like that guy, for sure. Um, that's a great pick, Dan. Uh, my pick with my first round draft pick in the Super Bowl food draft. I'm taking chili. There's nothing like oh. some good old chili, something in the crock pot. Ooh, Everyone can it. have some. You go pour a little bowl. You don't, you want a little bit, you can pour a little bit. But chili is a Super Bowl classic to me. It screams American food and it screams American football. Chili is my first round pick. Kyle, you got two in a row. Who are your Super Ooh. Bowl food picks? With uh, two of the big mains off the board, I'm going <laughs> to dabble into some apps. A okay. little bit, I think. Okay. So with my first pick, just so I get the fifth year option, I'm going jalapeno poppers. No, damn it! No. <laughs> damn oh, it. They're, they're getting fifth year option franchise tag twice in a row. So you guys I are gonna be it, out your jalapeno poppers I I for a few years. But um, yeah, there's nothing like a nice jalapeno popper. Like you can be sitting there stuffed mm. at the end of the game mm. and there's still some jalapeno poppers sitting there and you I know it's going more. down <laughs> you know it's going down <laughs> um and i'm gonna i'm not sure i understand sorry siri wanted to get in on that one <laughs> she's not in <laughs> um, on the poppers dude. so I, that's a great app I'm that's probably the number one app off the board great pick in your first round yeah and i'm gonna back it up with another app um because Oof. i think that you can never have enough finger foods and i want to make it really difficult for you guys in the second oh round. that's such a good pick yeah i'm good i'm going nachos oh that's man pep poppers and nachos coming off the board those are great picks kyle what kind of nachos would you go for obviously you load that bitch I, up oh yeah you've got to do loaded nachos you've got some chicken on there you've got some mm. jalapenos oh my mouth is watering cheese little bit of frank's red hot um i just oh you know everyone's picking away at those all game long and i think that a bunch of small foods throughout the super bowl is better than one big meal you know yeah and i'm glad you went nachos and specified that so exactly because my pick is very close to that but it's not that it's chips and dip and the dip being okay. like a nacho based dip. Like I'm thinking there's cheese, there's salsa, there's a bunch yeah, of like dip. Buffalo dip. A, that's exactly it. A, a buffalo, buffalo chicken dip. dip is what I'm going with with my second round pick. I got chili with my main, and now I'm taking a dip as my app. I love it. It's everyone loves a little chips and dip. You're talking about at any time you can go for one more chip. You know, you can go for one more chip. I guarantee you, add a potluck. 
the guy with the chip dip is not bringing home leftovers. The guy with no. the other stuff might. That one, everyone's eating chips and dip. Chips and dip is an absolute staple. And I'm loving my team. I think we're really deep and really versatile so far with the chili and chips and dip. Dan, what do you got? You got two more picks and that's, that rounds you out. So far, you only have chicken wings, but that's a very good pick. What else are you taking in your Super Bowl food draft? I think since I have the wings, I got to keep the theme going and go with pizza. Oh my God. How also did pizza versatile option. all the way? You can to- change up the toppings depending on the crowd you got with you. What what kind you of can- pizza would you be drafting, Dan? Like just out of curiosity, what are you putting on that bitch? Uh, for one, it's got if we're, since we're KW, shout out to Peppy's Pizza, best pizza in town. Have to be from there. Uh, got to get some bacon on there. Shout out to some Brussels, Belgium, and Kitchener, Ontario. Yes, sir. Yeah, some uh, some bacon, some uh, red onion, and some mushroom. Just a nice three topping, not too much. And you're not even going with the pepperoni. That's off the board a little bit, dude. Uh, this place you don't need pepperoni bro the bacon is so good you just need the bacon uh, shout out to peppies we have no sponsors currently hit us up yeah. give us free pizza for the super bowl man okay so uh, dan last pick you got wings and pizza and oh man i'm almost tempted to go crazy and pick a dessert but uh wow i mean you could have an no. appetizerless meal if you want to do that, you can do that. I think, uh, no, I'm going to go with matzo sticks here. I think that's wow. a good one. Matzo sticks. a great compliment to both. Yeah, that goes great with both. So you got wings, pizza, matzo sticks. I got chili. I got chips and dip. Wow. Oh, and you can use the chips and dip it in the chili. I was thinking that too. Ooh, Tyler's running the play. RPO of yes, sir. <laughs> Super Bowl foods. Oh man, yeah. Dan's got his fucking. He's in the trenches with his wings and pizza. Those are just block, you know, stones that you want to build with for sure. I got chili and chips and dip. It's such a hard question, but on the spot, I'm just gonna have to go. That jalapeno poppers are off the board. I'm gonna have to go pigs in the blanket. Oh, good one! Good I one. like pigs in a blanket, man. They're so classic, it's and I, I'm not talking Underrated. about frozen shit. I want, I want some Pillsbury dough. Yeah, you better buy that Pillsbury dough. A little piece of a hot yeah. dog. That's what I want, baby. Put a little cheese in there too. Yeah. Make it gourmet. Yeah, you can like dip it in so many different things if you want. Yeah. yeah so 100%. pigs in a blanket. You can be a pig. Get yourself a blanket. Eat a pig in a blanket as a pig in a blanket how meta is that watching some pig skin in a blanket all right and with jalapeno poppers nachos kyle you have one more pick what do you got so i don't know if i can do this or not (laughs) because i was leaning kfc i don't know if that overlaps with the chicken wings too much but some like deep fried Kentucky fried chicken. I mean, to take your Popeyes if that's what you're into, but like allow some it. nice allow deep it. fried chicken. If a that's not allowed, of chicken, a bucket of chicken, fucking allow a nice it. bucket of deep fried chicken is what we're going with as the main course. 
And if that's not allowed, I'm taking pulled pork. Oh, both good options. Pulled pork. Wow. That's really good. Okay. Well, so I'm, we'll we'll ask the listeners. I'm gonna make a post and a little graphic. We'll make a poll. I'm curious to know who has, who has the, the best combo. My combination is probably number one. You should vote for me. I got chili, chips and dip, and pigs in a blanket. Think about the versatility. Think about throughout the game how you're gonna be popping those in your mouth periodically it's filling with the chili you got the appetizers with the chips and dip and the pigs in the blanket vote me vote me kyle give me your pitch why is yours the best man you don't need a spoon or a bowl you just got everything right out in front of you you're picking away at it and you're gonna have the best meal of your life you're gonna have the worst shits ever the next day but the best meal of your life yeah a combination of pulled pork jalapeno poppers and nachos oof are we doing the are we riding pulled pork or are we going deep fried chicken amen that's on you if if i'm allowed i'm going deep fried chicken because i think you got the deep fried chicken i'll allow it it's allowed deep fried chicken you've got a freaking drumstick in one hand a jalapeno popper in the other Mm -hmm. and then in your toes a nacho chip yes toe dip that's pretty good sell pretty good sell kyle and dan i don't think yours even needs selling i think yours might be the favorite with chicken wings matzo sticks and pizza those are some heavy hitters, and I regret oh, man. the simulator giving you the first pick letting, in the draft. Letting <laughs> pizza fall that far was a mistake. Yeah, I should have taken the chips and dip. Man, you can order pizza. the wings and the pizza from the same place if you want too. I think I've gotten could have gotten the chips and dip in the third round and taken pizza in the second, but that's why you do mocks, man. I should have done some mocks before the <laughs> yeah. fucking episode. God damn it. Okay. Yeah, I did an appetizer draft earlier this week, so <laughs> my, <laughs> my mindset in. was in the yeah. right place. Uh, <laughs> it was dialed in. Well, that was our Super Bowl preview episode. Thank you so much for listening, guys. And thank you so much for listening to our first season of the football podcast. We've been loving doing it. Yeah, it We're going fun. to be doing stuff in the offseason, right, guys? Like, not every week yeah, for there. sure. But Don't forget we'll, about us. We'll be, we'll be around. And we'll be back every week as soon as we get close to like preseason. Don't forget to to leave a rating, a five star rating on Spotify or wherever you listen to this wonderful podcast. Hey, hey, leave a five star, leave a review. And um, yeah, we'll end it off with a joke. It's the same joke I did in the hockey podcast this this week, but I don't think you guys have gotten around to listening to it yet. So I'll lay it on you. There's a mother of three. Their three kids are named Feather, Droplet, and Brick. So one day around the dinner table, Feather asks the mom, hey, why is my name Feather? And the mom says, well, when you're a kid, a feather landed on your head like a week into your existence and you smiled. So we named you Feather. And Droplet asks, oh, is that the same reason for me, mom? And yes, Droplet, it is. A rain droplet hit your forehead. You're about a week old. You smiled. So we named you Droplet. And then, of course, Brick goes, <laughs> come on is that not electric <laughs> fucking oh, fantastic hey